Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Tech Cat Show. And we have a really exciting guest today. We are going to be talking to Kieran Hines who is a venture investor and also a serial entrepreneur. And we're going to talk again about, um, you know, a little bit more on uh, that blockchain world and um, cryptocurrencies, which we did a lot of talking about over the previous months. But this time we're going to talk a little bit more about it on the venture side. Um, And um, Kieran is an investor who has a company called Cosimo, right? And Cosimo has some different companies, um, including Gecko, Novalea, and Onero. Am I saying that right? Onero, actually. It's Greek for dream. Oh, I like that. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, well, um, you are, you are um, working in the venture space, but with this spin um, uh, in, the, uh, in the cryptocurrency side. So t- tell us all about what you're doing at Cosmo. Well, uh, Cosmo was established by Rob Frasca and I um, about four and a half years ago, officially. And um, we uh, we decided to set up Cosmo after working together for about a year. And um, we both have entrepreneurial backgrounds. Uh, Rob, in fact, put the first financial services uh, tech company ever on the internet uh, you know, back in the 90s. A company he sold uh, to... Um, to Lycos, uh, not to Lycos, excuse me, um, but to Intuit. And uh, he went on then to, to form another company that he sold to Lycos. Uh, and that's one that he established with Ken Lang, who's now our CTO, and actually one of the key members and early members of the Endow Collective, which you referenced earlier, a cryptocurrency that we have uh, invested quite a bit into, both in terms of time and terms of money. So Rob and I really hit it off. Um, I was working with Irish companies looking to grow into the U.S. market, early stage companies. Uh, Rob was working with Boston-based companies. And uh, we decided after a year working together to formalize the relationship and we formed Cosimo uh, to do just that and to start making investments in, in exciting new tech companies in the deep tech space. Fantastic. And and I know that we, we, we're going to talk about Cosmo X, which is a particular in, investment. Um, but, um, in, you know, in terms of, of working, you know, in, in ventures, because that's a lot, a lot of your, you know, background, um, are you finding right now that the marketplace has changed at all? Is it, you know, are things speeding up to market? Is it more difficult to raise funds and manage all this? Or is it, is it easier now because it's such a public, you know, it's such a public topic? Do you know, that's that's a really interesting question. Um, we set about ourselves as entrepreneurs. We didn't come into venture, the traditional route where we joined a venture firm and we were associates and we made it up to partner. We approach venture from an entrepreneurial perspective. We're all successful entrepreneurs. We've all, all made at least one, if not two or three exits. So, so we have a different approach approach uh, to venture than, than most. No, we're not the only ones that do that, obviously, but, but certainly that, that's our mentality. So when we looked at, at raising, we looked at raising a traditional venture fund. So we went to the, you know, the family offices and high net worth individuals, uh, both in Europe and, and uh, here in the US. And we certainly, one thing that we, we, uh, we got a lot of uh, feedback on was the lack of liquidity in the space. So it was an asset class that, you know, traditionally uh, you would need one to five or 
10 million to invest in uh, or to commit to at least. And you're looking at a seven to 10 year horizon for returns. And that's certainly one of the big things that Rob and I heard when we were on that initial roadshow. So when we saw the advance of blockchain and what it could do, we said, well, why don't we, you know, create a security token and bring what we believe disrupt venture itself and bring it um, to the next phase and bring an element of liquidity to an otherwise, you know, pretty illiquid asset class. Well, it's, it's great to have a combination of expertises too that sort of wind together, right? Um, now tell us about um, uh, Cosmo X. So Cosmo X is just that. So Cosmo X is an evergreen, we believe the first in the world, an evergreen security token venture fund. Uh, and what it is, it, it's taking the traditional venture model and it's basically tokenizing it. Uh, so instead of LPs making commitments and having capital calls over a period of time, LPs buy security tokens, which represents their interest in the fund. And what that does is it, it really has, has brought two different uh, unique aspects uh, to, uh, to to venture and, and in what we're doing. Uh, one is the idea of democratizing venture uh, more than it ever has. Like as, as I said a few minutes ago, you know, you always needed to be able to commit one to to five or 10 million uh, to a fund, especially the bigger funds, even more than that, um, to be able to access this asset class. So with our fund uh, for as low as $250,000, once you're an accredited investor here in the US, uh, you can can buy tokens in our fund. And outside the US, our minimum is only $10,000. So it opens it up to a whole new level of investor. That's the first thing. The second thing is around liquidity. Um, because we are based on a security token and because there are security token exchanges coming on the market like Open Finance and T0 that once the investor in the US again I have to differentiate between US and outside the US uh, from from our um, filing perspective and our regulatory perspective but if you're in the US once you hold your token for for longer than 12 months, then you can freely trade it on one of those security token exchanges. That's one way you can get liquidity. The second way you can get liquidity is if we make an exit, we will distribute 50% of that exit immediately to the token holders. And the third way that the uh, LPs can get or token purchasers can get liquidity is as part of our strategy, if we, we look at interesting companies in the blockchain space, and Gecko you mentioned earlier is a great example of this, where we've taken an equity position in Gecko, but we also negotiated as part of that a p- percentage of their token in their ICO, which is currently in private sale. So on behalf of our, our token holders, we have pre-negotiated a position where they're entitled to a percentage of tokens in a different ICO, and they can de- then decide to hold those tokens or to trade them as as they see fit. Well, I mean, I think you're creating a great opportunity, you know, for people that, to your point, don't normally get to play in this space. Um, but uh, my question to you is just, um, just as someone who's sitting at the top of all of this, is it more difficult to manage when you have more people investing for less money and also maybe people that normally don't play in this space? So isn't that a little bit more risky? Um, it's it's not risky uh, uh, from our perspective, and it because it's done on the blockchain, it it eliminates. I mean, there's no way you would run a you would have two or three thousand potential LPs in a traditional venture fund, and this is what blockchain allows us to do. Um, we're working with a very uh, strong partner, Securitize. Uh, they have built a 
system that issues the ERC. It's built on the ERC, the Ethereum ERC20 token. So they have they've built the system that issues the token and manages the entire process of KYC, AML, and accreditation in over 100 countries. So the, and, and, and then in terms of communicating with those token holders on a regular basis, it's very, very, very easy, um, even if there is, you know, two or three thousand, as there could be potentially in the fund. Wow. Um, I mean, it may, you make it sound like it's, it's something I can just jump into and then have access to, you know, all of your other investments, which I, I just love that idea. Uh, now, you, you mentioned that you were um, you were at Fenway Park last last night. <laughs> <laughs> which we're dating the show, yes. but uh, the poor Dodgers um, for the World Series. But um, are you finding that in the U.S. right now, there are specific cities that, you know, are, are um, more active in this space, you know, doing more, more um, investing in the, in the, um, with a token uh, sort of language, I guess is the expression. I, yeah. Well, first of all, I think it's very global. You know, I, I'm heading to Hong Kong next week. Um, for fintech week there and we know that there is a huge interest in both what we're doing in cosmo x and in crypto you know currencies in general uh there's a huge a much bigger percentage of uh funds uh, already invested and individuals who are interested so i think we think about it as a global marketplace as opposed to just us uh but within the us i mean there certainly are pockets uh, we're seeing a lot of investment out of Florida, out of New York, out of parts of Texas, um, and less so from our perspective. And again, maybe it's because we're headquartered here in Boston, uh, less so from the West Coast. Um, Chicago is also pretty strong as well. That's that's interesting. I, w- I wonder why that is. But, you, you know, you mentioned um, Florida and Texas, which are such in, uh, interesting and confusing states right now <laughs> in general. But um, God, that's interesting because I, I you know, we we have so many events in town right now around crypto. There's one actually um, today Um happening um, in cryptocurrency. So it's, it's it seems like every week there's another event around this space. Absolutely. I mean, if you looked at my calendar and my colleagues' calendar for the next three months, it would make your head spin uh, because, like, we are literally all over the globe. You know, uh, my colleague is in London tomorrow for Stablecoin Conference, Connor Cantwell. Then he's in Switzerland. Then he's in Malta. Um, you know, Rob and Steve, my other two colleagues, uh, are in Vegas and L.A. Uh, I'm myself I'm in, are in Hong Kong, I'm in Ireland, you know, so we really are, this is very much a global, global marketplace. And so, like I said earlier, we don't, we don't really think of it purely in U.S. terms. But what I would say in terms of the U.S. is we are seeing a seismic shift in the traditional investment space. So family offices, um, high net worth individuals that are, are starting to turn their attention to the whole crypto blockchain space in a very, very big way. And we can see it. We can see it on a weekly and a monthly basis. We've been doing this for nearly two years now. And when we started first, we had to explain literally what blockchain was and how it worked. Um, now we're we're really, that's that's advanced hugely to the point where they're asking the difference between what's a stable coin and what's a buoyant coin and, you know, which one should I invest in? So oh, th- things are things are moving really, really fast. I'm very lucky. I, I I have two fantastic partners, and I have more than two fantastic partners, but two that experienced the internet boom back in the late '90s. My co-founder Robert Frasca and Ken Lang, 
Um, Ken actually was the pioneer and the inventor of Amazon's uh, collaborative filtering technology. So when you go on Amazon, it, you say, it says to you, if you like this, you might like this, this, and this. He invented that technology. And oh, he also wow. invented, yeah, he invented most of the tech behind Google AdWords as well. Um, wow. So, oh, so yeah, good, semantic good, engine good uh, te- technology. <laughs> Well, we're Very good to, people, uh, but the point I was going to make was... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. I'll, no, well, we'll take a break and then we'll come back. Hold that great point. We're going to d- d- dive a little bit more into some of the trends that you're seeing as well. So we're going to be back in a moment with Kieran Hines, who is taking us through um, his world with Cosmo X and Cosmo Ventures and the value of a tokenized uh, VC. We'll be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hi, everybody, and we're back, and we have been having a fun conversation with Kieran Hines, who is a venture investor and serial entrepreneur, and we've been talking about Cosmo Ventures um, and specifically um, Cosmo X. Um, which is um, all about uh, being a tokenized VC. And you were just about to get into some of the trends that that your partners had already witnessed and it's benefiting um, your experience based on on the early internet and and that sort of explosion and bubble. Um, Can you share with us some of those those insights? Sure, absolutely. I, I did mention earlier that Rob put the first first financial service company ever on the internet, and Ken was behind Amazon and Google AdWords uh, technologies. Um, so they were around, you know, as the internet was dawning. In fact, Rob always tells stories about how he, when he was launching his new uh, stock quote server on the internet, he literally had to explain what the internet was uh, to prospective clients, and and Ken would say the same thing. And what they say to me every day here in the office is, we've seen this movie before, and and this time it's blockchain and distributed ledger technology, but that this time it's happening 10 times faster 
than what the, how the internet uh, came upon us. And in its and it, it, the parallels are incredible. You know, you had the dark web, and then you've got the dark uses of crypto, um, and then you see the advancement, and then there was lack of regulation, and we still have lack of regulation. Uh, in the whole blockchain crypto space, but that's moving along. But again, it's happening so much faster than when, what happened uh, in the late 90s. So just some really interesting parallels uh, between, you know, the dawning of the internet and the dawning of, of blockchain and DLT. Well, do you, do you see, um, you know, back in those days, there was like an explosion of um, companies that were based on like a singular idea, you know, and some of them, of course, went away pretty quickly. And then some of them surprised people, you know, and grew like people were like, how could you have a pet website? How would that survive? You know, um, why would anybody want to buy from a pet store online? You know what I mean? <laughs> but are yeah. you are, are you seeing like, you know, singularly themed, um, you know, uh, tokens going out there, um, um, ICOs happening where it's a really narrow idea, but it has potential? If you look at what happened maybe a year and a half or two years ago, you had two technologists write a white paper, uh, do an ICO and raise tens of millions of dollars and then go about you know, building that particular product or service. Um, we've seen that that has become obviously less pre- prevalent over, over the the course of the last year and a half, because investors have become a lot more educated. So no longer is a white paper enough. Uh, what we're seeing now is that most of the technologies that are successful have either a an extremely strong track record of uh, entrepreneurial success, uh, and a number of them within the organization, or or they've got a product market fit. Uh, Gecko is a great example, for and one of the reasons we invested in Gecko, we could see their blockchain potential. When they came to us first, they had built a platform for uh, regulation and compliance for the hedge fund, mutual fund industry. And they then implemented that on blockchain, which was a very relevant and efficient use case. We see way too many companies that tell us they're blockchain companies. And when you dig under the surface, you realize they could just do it on a database. There's, there's no need for blockchain. It doesn't add anything, but it's just the trendy thing. It's a bit like AI was a year ago. Um, every company that came to us was an AI company. And when you dug beneath the surface, of course, there was no AI there. It was barely machine learning. So that's certainly a trend that I've seen over the last year and a half where the quality of the blockchain companies coming to market and the stage they're coming um, has advanced and is much more mature than what it was two years ago. Is there, um, you know, um, a real starvation for the technical aspect of this, programmers and coders and people who can write? I know there was a a move over the last six months to try and standardize um, how a lot of this stuff was being written, Um, but are you seeing that there's still a really huge demand for, for the technology side of it? Well, I suppose there's two aspects there. One is the technology is still evolving. I mean, it still has issues. It's early. Uh, there are still scaling, um, you know, problems to be solved. And we, we all know that. But there's a lot of money out there trying to solve those problems. So I don't see that being a major challenge. It's just a time issue. Uh, the more, more challenging issue is for quality 
quality blockchain companies to be able to find the right people. And I think there is a gap uh, between education and the, the business blockchain world at the moment. There's a lag time there. Uh, we're starting to see that being filled and starting to narrow, but there's still, a, there's still a good way to go. It is really, really difficult to get blockchain computer scientists or blockchain programmers. And if you do get them, they're extremely expensive. Right, because it's all it's all still really new. I mean, we're seeing data scientists across the board, um, you know, all parts of the Hollywood ecosystem, whether it's for for specifically for um, a media entity or for a financial entity or whatever it is, be under such demand. And they're they're young, right? The people that are in the data science space right now are fairly young. Um, so I, I, I have found them to be missing sort of the bigger strategy picture of the business they're in, but, but just have the knowledge on the programming side. I don't know if you're finding that too. Actually, um, that's yeah. a great point. And it's, it's one of the reasons we invested in Onero, which has built a new digital cryptocurrency. We believe it's the first global buoyant currency as opposed to stable currency in the world. And the thing that we really liked about the team there and what they built was they started from the economics perspective. And they said, we want to build an economics platform that is going to be the best in the world. Now, how can blockchain and technology supplement that and make it better? And it's the total opposite to what we've seen with most uh, other projects that we've looked at where it's tech driven and business or economics focus second. So it's, it's a really good point. you. Yeah. And let, let's talk a little bit for a moment, too, um, about compliance, um, because a couple of times you mentioned securities exchange and things like that. And uh, again, a lot of the um, sort of more regular people uh, news, you know, not for, for people that are really playing in this in the space, but for those of us that just sit outside and you know, um, hear the buzz and the hype. What we're hearing are people like Mark Cuban saying, you know, if you invest in anything in the blockchain, you're just basically burning your money or um, that it's not stable, that companies are being shut down by the government. So can you talk a little bit about compliance and how, how that's working right now? Sure. Well, the first thing I would say to you, Cosmo X security tokens are securities and we and our, our legal team um, have dealt with them as such from day one. So we are no different than any other fund in terms of, of how we're offering that. Um, and we're very clear about that. We're not trying to claim we're a currency or we're not trying to claim that we're a utility token. Um, so I, I, that's that's the first the first point I think it, it, I need to make very, very clearly. Um, the, the second thing is uh, the, 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 the point you raise about, you know, ICOs being shut down. If you you have to go and analyze those because uh, many of those have been shut down, have been shut down for fraudulent reasons uh, or, or for other, you know, um, less than, uh, you know, best protocol uh, being applied. So that's that's the second thing. Um, the other thing I would say to you is I don't know if you, if you noticed or saw yesterday that, that the SEC have have launched an engagement program now for ICOs. So uh, they've they've got a division within there led by their digital expert who's now willing to engage with ICOs at an early stage and advise them on where they fit in the regulatory landscape. And that uh, hand in hand with more clarity around the regulation uh, going forward is going to help the entire space. 
So I think, you know, th- those are the kind of the positives that are happening in the background that, that most people may not be aware of. And, and do you think that um, is that information um, translating out from a PR perspective so that, you know, cryptocurrency doesn't have such a, um, a sort of unstable reputation? Yeah. Yeah, but again, it's like the internet. I mean, the internet when it's when it started first had a very unstable and dark kind of reputation, <laughs> and like I mentioned earlier, you know, so we're we're in the same we're in the same phase, or I th- thankfully moving out of the same phase, um, you know. And like I said, we're we are talking to very traditional, old school, in many cases, uh, conservative investors who have turned their attention to this space. And when you see that happening in the marketplace, you know that it's path that dark phase that there's no longer the fear uh, despite the the scaremongering that that you know people with with, with big public uh, personas would uh, would like to, to have you believe yeah I, I um I like the uh, the scary personas uh, point um, <laughs> well there was just so many jokes about like oh it's a kitty cat you know token and then people would just you know there'd be endless jokes about it and then we had colleagues who made a lot of money and then lost a lot of money. So those are the story stories that you hear. But here you are, you know, a professional, a professional uh, ventures uh, person, and you're uh, obviously coming at it from the most above board way, bringing um, solid techniques and, and business insights into it. So um, it, it's actually comforting to hear that, right, that it's, it's becoming realer all the time. Absolutely. In fact, and I mentioned my co- my colleague Connor Cantwell is in London at a a, a stablecoin conference, and and one of the, the reasons behind that conference is to self-regulate, you know, the that element of uh, the industry, the stablecoin piece of it. Um, so you know that that's a real positive. Uh, the other thing uh, I, you mentioned, Gecko, and I talked to him about Gecko a little bit, but Gecko have taken their compliance and regulation platform for hedge funds, mutual funds, banks in the traditional financial sector and they've built a platform for ICOs. So wow. again, there's that, that type of you know self-regulation going on. Uh, in fact, they just approved uh, their first couple of companies there in the last few weeks. So there's really, there's an awful lot of positive things happening out there, uh, both within the industry and I think, um, you know, the CFTC and SEC are starting to take note of that, uh, getting their heads around the technology, its potential, and then starting. I, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm positive about you know that there will be uh, um, a, a very uh, bright future for this whole space, um, and, and in the not too distant future. And I mean from a regulation perspective, so well, people will a, really truly understand what they're what they're dealing with. Um, I love hearing that because I did not try to win the mega million lottery that just happened. So maybe now I can consult with you on where to put some money into this space. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to and I guess somebody else won the money anyway today, but we're going to be back in a moment. We've been talking to Kieran Hines um, about the world of cryptocurrency and actually how exciting it's it's sounding, how real it is and, um, you know, how you can be very smart about moving forward in this space. So when we come back, we'll dig into companies that are doing some interesting things. And I'd love to hear more, um, Kieran, how you keep up on all of this and um, know what, what's real and what's not. So we're going to be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show, um, diving into the latest on cryptocurrencies and the tech surrounding it, talking to the fabulous uh, Kieran Hines from Cosmo Ventures.
when it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it and profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. Hi, everybody, and we are back on the Tech Cat Show. We've been talking to Kieran Hines um, about the world of cryptocurrencies and specifically Cosmo X, um, his his venture. Would you call it your 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 token? Your uh, you know what would you call it? Uh, Cosmo X. Yeah, Cosmo X. Like, what's the the way it's, to? It's a it's an evergreen security security token venture fund. Yeah. Okay, there venture fund. Great. Um, well, so in, in this world, and I know you were saying that a lot of the trends that are happening are, are, you know, paralleling, but in a different timing, what happened with the internet boom. Um, but are there any other um, surprises around the trends that are happening, or just even as someone who comes from the venture side with all of this, anything that's really caught you caught you off guard in a good way as well? You know, anything really surprising? Um, I don't really think so. Um it's it's really uh, it, to me it's it's probably the most exciting space that I've ever worked in, um, and as such, maybe I'm a little biased in that um, I, I I'm seeing all the positive uh, applications of blockchain from protecting digital identity, you know, to supply chain management. I mean, just think about it for a minute. If if blockchain was implemented successfully in the food industry, you would be able to track you know the birth of an animal to your storefront and know that there was an immutable record there that you could depend 100% and trust and I think that's really really powerful Uh, so you know genuine applications of blockchain to traditional industries has been the most exciting thing that I've seen Um, and it's probably surprised me if you if if you would use that word um, 
how quickly a lot of industries are adopting it. Okay, um, that's also, again, interesting to hear someone um, like you being um, surprised by anything. But again, you're, you're saying it is, is sort of paralleling um, pre- previous trends. Are there, are there companies that um, you think are doing really interesting things, companies that you've either been surprised about or have or admiring from the side? Well, I mean, one of the companies, like I mentioned it earlier, is is Onero, who's built who have built this uh, platform, uh, this new digital buoyant currency called Endow, and I I think that's probably of of all of the projects I've looked at, that's the most exciting that I've seen, um, and that's why we've put so much money behind it. Um, you know, the the people behind uh, Endow or the Endow Collective, it's N D A U. By the way, ndau.io is the website if you wanted to read up about it. But it's um, it, it effectively, these guys worked uh, for three years and they analyzed uh, all of the other currencies out in the marketplace. And they said, how can we do this better? And like I said earlier, they approached it from an economics perspective, from a business perspe- perspective, from a banking perspective. And then they applied the technology to their thought process, but they, they actually came up with 23 issues that they found major issues in current cryptocurrencies, and they set about systematically uh, building a system that would solve each of those. So when, when we engaged with them first about a year and a half ago, we said, listen, we can't kind of deal with 23 things, you know, all at one time. What are the three most important? What are the three biggest deficiencies that that you know, you guys see uh, in cryptocurrency today, and they focused on, on governance, uh, volatility, and dependability. And governance um, in that, you know, in Bitcoin, there is no governance, and in other cryptocurrencies, it's very centralized. So they have built the idea of a blockchain policy council uh, that represents the holders of the currency and is elected by the holders of the currency uh, to determine the policies of that currency going forward. It's almost like if, uh, you know, as, a, as a, an owner of a dollar or a $10 bill, uh, you would have one or 10 votes for the Fed, Federal Reserve. Uh, so it's a really interesting concept. And we, we, we liked that because we, we also believe it will, it will uh, stop forking that you've heard of soft forks and hard forks happening um, to this particular currency. The second thing was, was volatility. And that's one of the things that has kept a lot of investors and new investors out of the market is the volatility that you see in Bitcoin. So uh, not just Bitcoin, but others as well, because they're, they're all kind of interrelated at the moment in the market. So, but, it, you know, one day you could have a, a Bitcoin worth 20,000 and then two weeks later it could be worth six. Uh, you know, and that's a serious concern for a purchaser stroke investor uh, in cryptocurrency. So the, 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 uh, the idea of Endow is that every Endow that is purchased the proceeds of that goes into an endowment fund, and that's where the name came from, Endow. And that endowment fund is used to support the monetary policy of the currency. That's its sole purpose. So it's not like a stable coin where it's backed by US dollar or backed by gold or algorithmic based. It is it is literally uh, supported by an endowment that's that that is there to support the monetary policy of the currency. So it's like an independent global currency. That's how we see it. And then they've built in economic mechanisms uh, to ensure uh, dependability that this currency will be used as a true long-term store of value. In fact, when it was announced there recently, a number of journalists throughout the world said that it was the closest thing to Satoshi's vision 
of Bitcoin that they'd ever seen. Huh. Um, and, you know, we, we are extremely excited about it and, and think it could be a real global uh, currency, number one, but a global game changer as well in, in the whole crypto space. Now, we, we were talking because I'm just noticing that there's also a, a site um, that's called Endu Collective. Um, so this is, um, I'm assuming, a, a, just a hub of information um, about everything that's happening. Um, yes, the Endo Collective was a group of over 20 people, uh, bankers, computer scientists, mathematicians, physicists, historians, uh, economists that came together three years ago as a group. Uh, and, and that that site that you're talking about, endocollective.org, is basically a community site, uh, which you know interested parties are, are very welcome to join. Uh, the main site is Endo endow.io and that's where people can read the white paper and uh, and get and glean more information about the currency and how it works and some of the, the mechanisms that I just spoke about there. And, and you know, uh, on the heels of today's uh, stock market taking a dump, um, something like an Enduo, just because of the way you just talked about it, it it's not going to be tied into what's happening in our stock market. So it'll, it can, it won't be you know, having depreciation like the U.S. dollar does, it'll it'll have its own life. Is that the case? Yeah, yeah exactly. And in fact, you've just nailed one of the key points about the currency. When you think about stable coins and they're pegged to the dollar, um, you know, that they had. They certainly serve a purpose. They serve a short-term purpose. If you own, you know, cryptocurrency and you want somewhere stable short-term to keep it, but ultimately, uh, if it's pegged to the US dollar or any other currency, it's going to lose value over time, as currency does. So where Endow comes in is that because it supports monetary policy, it's not affected by these outside forces in, in the same way that a, a fiat-backed currency would be. So I won't get depressed every morning. <laughs> I wake up <laughs> and I see my daughter's future disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's 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 obvious, and you mentioned this before that people in the in the um, blockchain space and even in, in the going down the funnel of crypto, um, you know, it's a different kind of person that's involved in this space. There there is this deeper sense of community and and kind of reinventing the world in a in a better way. Um, what what is it about about this world that it draws? you know, people like that, you know, is it because of the democratization that the technology is bringing? Like, it really is sort of this hopeful, positive approach to to things, reinventing legacy systems to to really let everyone jump in. Yeah, I think it's 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 around that. It's also I, I one of the words that I hear an awful lot is about building, rebuilding trust again, mm-hmm. trust in, in, in a system. Um, and that's what blockchain is at its very core. It's trusting the system by consensus of the participants in that system. And I, I you know, that is that is so so fundamental. And then it's taking that trust and it's disrupting everything and and doing away with intermediaries um, that have been proven, you know, uh, in certain in certain cases uh, not to be so trustworthy over the last number of years. And I think that's it was it was from '08. Actually, that that's that's where this whole movement began. So you're right. The real early uh, uh, evangelists, if you like, in this space were had that as their core. You know, the idea of decentralized uh, decentralized consensus, agreement, and trust among people uh, to build better systems. And I think we've kind of moved then on from that. You you know, building on the back of 
of what uh, Bitcoin was um, right through, you know, through Ethereum and now through to, you know, other currencies and utility tokens and security tokens, uh, we've moved into a different phase where you have a different type of participant. Uh, I mentioned earlier, you've got traditional conservative investors now coming into the space. And one thing I do find, you know, traveling around the world and around this country is that you have a huge amount of young people who really, really yes. believe in this. Right. Uh, that's it, what, that's it's, what it's, I've it's, noticed. It's quite incredible. At, at all the yeah. different events that I see, uh, you know, millennials and the the other generation, Gen Z or whatever you want to call them, um, really focused and really gung-ho about playing in this space. So really young people who you know, have a, a real a, a vision and who are pounding away in their 20s very seriously at this stuff, which is, you know, so different um, than anything I've seen before with, with that specific demographic. You know, it seems to have awakened them, awakened them in a way. It, def- it definitely has. And you mentioned the word, you know, what has surprised me. Um, it, it is the type of demographic, and I would be very close, obviously, coming originally from Ireland, I'd be very, you know, close to a lot of the different uh, demographics within that, you know, that country. And it has really surprised me that, you know, when I mentioned blockchain or Bitcoin, the people who have retorted, oh, yeah, I bought that three years ago. Uh, it's, it's astonished me in, in, in many ways. Um, not, that they're, not that they're young, but just their demographic. Um, you wouldn't traditionally associate, you know, with having a stock market account, uh, number one, let alone a, a crypto account with, yeah. with Binance or Kraken or whoever, you know. Right. And just, just the, the focus, the singular vision that, that um, is not actually normally associated with, with uh, this particular uh, generation or two. Um, we're going to need to take one more break. And when we come back, I want to hear what's next um, for you and um, Cosmo X um, and just maybe some ideas about, you know, what we should be looking out for in the in the next six months in the crypto space, um, because you have, you know, changed my mind about this. And now I want to get off the phone with you and buy something. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna be back with Kieran um, Hines, who is an excellent salesman by accident um, from Cosmox, talking about um, crypto and um, how stable it's become, how exciting it is, and all the great um, all the great companies that uh, Cosmox is digging into. We'll be back uh, in a moment on the Tech Cat Show. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. 
Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. Hi, everybody, and we're back digging into crypto, which and getting a very, very positive and exciting overview of where the space is really going with Kieran Hines um, from Cosmo Ventures. And I was just asking, uh, I'm just so curious, Kieran, because there's so there are so many crypto blockchain events right now. And again, I'm an, an events professional. I make a living doing events. But I don't understand the differentiation between all of these events. And if if um, is there something different about each of these crypto events? Or is it really just because it's global, so you have to be everywhere? Or are they all addressing different issues? I mean, why are there so many? Uh, that's a very good question. Uh, we believe there are way too many events. And like, you know, any any uh, vertical in events, you have high quality and you have low quality. And you have everything in between. So what, I, what we look for is... Uh, we look for the level of speaker that's speaking at a particular event. So uh, just to give, give you an example, uh, any event that we see Tim Draper speaking at tends to be a very high quality, decent event with, with great speakers and great content. Also, our, our lawyer, uh, Joel Telpner, who's one of the global experts in this space at Sullivan and Worcester, when he speaks at an event, you can be guaranteed that it's a quality event. You know, We're also very lucky we have a great firm, Waxman, uh, who do our public relations and, and media outreach. Um, they have an events team as well, and they analyze all of the events. So I suppose we're in a very kind of privileged position in that we have all that you know, background, et cetera, um, and, and know from past experience the good ones from the bad ones. But you're right, it's kind of like a minefield out there. And at the moment, because it's an evolving industry, um, it's very difficult to have you know, a, a conference on purely stable coins. Even though there's one happening in London tomorrow, but it's a private small event for a purpose. Um, so you, you can't really, I, I don't think at this point you can divide them into let's have an exchange conference, let's have a, a, a digital currency conference, let's have a security token conference um, because there isn't the volume there. And you'll know this from being in the events industry, you know, you need that, that sufficient volume to make them, you know, financially viable. So I think we're, we're reaching that point, uh, or we will reach it very soon, where you'll start to see divisions of, of crypto and blockchain into specific sectors. But at the moment, for me, they're all about the same thing. They're all about inter interested parties who've been around the space for the last number of years speaking, and those who are looking to get into the space and get educated attending. Um, and that, that's, that's what we're seeing. 
And do you think that you guys will be investing in and supporting blockchain companies that have nothing to do with the, you know, um, the stability of cryptocurrency or the sort of the actual operations of all of it, but really just on infrastructure of an industry, you know, so going really far absolutely. away from, from uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, are no, my, 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 yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. 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 No, please go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask, and are there particular business categories right now that you are the most intrigued by outside of finance? Sure. I mean, I, I have to say at the outset, we're not completely, uh, you know, focused on blockchain. Uh, we look at, you know, very interesting AI and machine learning projects. Uh, we look at, we think augmented reality is another big space that really hasn't broken out yet. Uh, we've got an interesting company in that space. Um, you know, so there's a, we look at all deep technologies that we think can really disrupt and change industries or create complete new ones. So that that's that, like that's the fundamental thesis that we have uh, as investors and in our fund in Cosmo X. So blockchain is certainly something that excites us a lot. It's something that we we have a deep expertise in, and and it's certainly one of our main focuses, but not our only focus. Um, I was going to say that we Connor Cantwell, who's based in our Dublin office, Connor covers Europe, um, and we obviously cover uh, the US from here. So we're seeing very interesting projects. Uh, come out of, in particular Ireland and the UK, we would have very, very strong partnerships um, with universities, with incubators, with accelerators there. So what Connor does is he, you know, he has a great relationship with, with a lot of the main ones there and he would monitor companies and watch uh, until he sees that they get product market fit. And many of those, many of those are in the blockchain space. Things I mentioned earlier, like digital identity or supply chain are two areas that we think are, they're very high up our our uh, pecking order when it comes to this space. And Dublin does seem to be, um, in a way, breeding a lot of, um, you know, people like you in the space, meaning, you know, people who um, have financial backgrounds who are, you know, spinning a little bit into blockchain and crypto. It's just funny. I just realized I've spoken to quite a few people with your lovely accent over the last six months that (laughs) happened to be... (laughs) experts in the space is that is that is there a reason that dublin's becoming such a hotbed Uh, well i think you know enterprise ireland have really the government agency for for supporting early stage companies is is one of the strongest in the world and quite frankly the envy of many countries in the world um i think I, i i saw a stat there recently where in based on number of investments per year they're in the top five in the world like up there with Sequoia Capital and Andreessen Horowitz. Mm. Um, that's phenomenal for a country of its size. So that certainly plays a huge part. There's also a, 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 a strong psyche as well uh, of entrepreneurial activity in Ireland. You know, we we certainly have seen some great entrepreneurs over the last number of years. Uh, you look at the Collison brothers um, who have had one successful company already and are now building Stripe um, out on the West Coast. So, you know, there there is a... There certainly is a culture uh, starting to be established more strongly than maybe when I was growing up there uh, around entrepreneurism. And one thing I, I would say, uh, one thing I love about the U.S. is that people are, are, don't judge you for failing here. In fact, it's almost like a badge of honor that you failed once because 
because you've learned in Ireland when I was growing up, failure was never really tolerated. And I see that changing. I see that. In fact, it has changed. So, you know, people are admired now for taking the chance. And if they, you know, if they fail once, fine, just go at it again, get up again and uh, dust yourself off and, and, and do better the second time. And I think that's something that I've seen develop in Ireland, particularly well, over um, the last 10 years. You know, failure sounds better with a brogue, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> and ju- um, we're gonna have to um, to to, uh, to close out, but uh, just to give us some uh, last um, minutes on where you're going to be speaking next. Uh, well, like I mentioned, I'm going to Hong Kong next week. I'll be at events there with my colleague uh, Ken Lang for FinTech Week in Hong Kong. Um, so there's no specific events uh, in particular, but um, it there's a, there's a number of events happening happening for that particular week there. Um, then I have a couple of private events that I'm talking to uh, crypto investors in Dublin on Monday and Tuesday, the week after. And, and then and a lot of us will be at Consensus in New York. Uh, it's one of the, you, you mentioned events earlier, it's one of the most highly respected events on the calendar, Consensus Invest. Uh, and that, that really is about happening. I, I just remember it happening last year, or at least six months ago, or something. Yeah, it, it happens twice a year. One of them, yeah. one, one of the consensus conferences, is focused on tech, and the other is focused on investment. So what you get at this one is a lot of the traditional financial players coming along and getting themselves educated. Um, and we saw, of course, this uh, just uh, last week, Fidelity Investments announcing that they are going to launch a new crypto platform which is going to bring, you know, the whole asset class to a, to a much wider audience. Um, so it's great to see that happening. And Consensus Invest has, has played its part in, in making that happen. Wonderful. Well, we've been talking with Kieran Hines, um, who is a managing partner at Cosmo. Um, he's been dropping some insights on uh, cryptocurrency and also just uh, the smart focus that Cosmo Ventures has on, on deep tech companies and how to how to think about the future so we can learn more is it um, do you guys have a website Cosmo Ventures uh, CosmoVentures.com uh, specifically for the fund it's CosmoX.com uh, so you can you can learn more about both the company and the fund on both of those sites and you can um, follow um, Kieran it's C-I-A-R-A-N H-Y-N-E-S Kieran Hines um and I'm so surprised I haven't botched your name. Um, it's amazing. <laughs> but thank you so much um, for sharing with us all these great insights. It's been uh, wonderful to learn about the uh, the positive uh, the positive spin that all this is going in. Yeah, it's been a pleasure speaking with you, Laurie. Thank you. And we'll talk to everybody next week. Invest in in cryptocurrency, according to Mr. Kieran Hines. Okay, <laughs> bye everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. 